minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Women's History Month. And we've been doing panels all month long. And I'm really excited about this one because I got a lot of questions, y'all. Um, this is going to be our rest series. Um, you know, like I was saying before we got started, without our refs, we wouldn't have wrestling matches so like they're pretty a pretty integral part to everything that's going on um so um first off let me introduce my co-host ayla how are you doing hey i'm doing good i hope you guys ladies are doing good too yes and let's get into our rest we got a lot of them i'm really excited when i reach yeah. out to you guys you guys were able to, to do it because i know time and days all over the place so we have rest ref how are you everybody so you know we can get to know each other right okay great oh well my, my name is referee julie i've been refereeing for five years other than being referee i've been a nurse for 15 years and i'm from honduras okay okay and uh ref uh scarlet hi thank you so much for having me um so i'm scarlet um, i'm from southern california i've been refereeing for about a year now um, in addition to refing, I'm also a writer and a veterinary nurse. So a little bit of everything in there. <laughs> and then right below her, Ref Crystal. Hi, my name is Crystal. I'm from New York. I'm 17. I've been refing for about six months now. Um, and I go to a performing high arts high school. Oh, wow. So nice. Okay. And Ref Hannah. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. I'm from Australia. I referee down in Newcastle. I've been doing this for about a year now. And when I'm not refereeing, I work in IT support for my local uni. Right. Wait, what kind of are you? I didn't realize. <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning at the moment. Wow. Thank yeah. you for coming on. <laughs> no, that's all good. I, I got my work switched and everything just so I could make sure I had enough time. So it's all good. Awesome. And last yeah. but not least, uh, referee, uh, referee Lainey, how are you doing? I'm good. So if you saw me running around, I literally just walked in the door from work and sat down. They, went, they weren't as nice to me and let me leave early. So here we are. I <laughs> was a uh, wrestler for about nine, 10 years. And then about two years ago, I became a referee. 
Well, thank you for hopping on. We have like the whole gamut from six months to 10, uh, like kudos y'all. Thank you for coming on. Um, so let's get into it. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, refs are kind of, you have to kind of stay out of the way, but you're an integral part to the match. So first off, like, why did you decide to like, why did you decide to become a, re a referee? I'll start oh, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was the transition from wrestler to referee is I never felt as a wrestler, like I fit in. It wasn't a confidence thing. Like I didn't feel confident in it. And it wasn't until I put the stripes on, I was just like, huh, I found my place. This is awesome. So that's where I found my confidence. And once I did that, I was just like, this is home for me now. Yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat. So about six months into training to be a wrestler, I got injured. Uh, so I basically just tore my carotid artery a little bit. It was enough where, like, I didn't have to have surgery, but they told me I couldn't wrestle. And at that point, I had already asked my trainer um, if I could ref. The day, my debut match, uh, my debut show got cancelled due to COVID. So I was delayed by seven months, as it was. But as soon as I put the stripes on... I felt so different compared to anything that I had done at training when it came to being a wrestler that I just was, I was happy. I was. Oh, but it's good where I was. What about yeah. you, Julie? My story stems from sharing the love of wrestling with my grandmother. You know, when I was a kid, I was see the referees, you know, they think the wrestlers would do things and the referees wouldn't see, or sometimes they'd be the ones part cheating. It's like, man, if I was a referee, no one would cheat. You know, I just thought it was, it was, just, it was the guys, they were just having an issue. They just couldn't, you know, keep it straight. Right. So <laughs> that was the dream I used to share with her. And, you know, life moved on and everything like that. And I became a nurse and she passed away in 2013. And I was like, you know, there's no reason why I can't pursue it. But at the time I had just finished my bachelor's of nursing. And I had just opened my own business. So it was not the time at that moment to pursue it. So three years later, um, when the time was right, I reached out first to Truth Martini. That's a whole long story. And then I wound up in Jay Lethal School. And I went through the whole training as a wrestler, but I always had the heart to be a referee. I am so I struggled with it so I did my five matches to honor all the work that Jay put into me and I've been refereeing ever since and I love it so really it stemmed from um, uh, bringing to fruition the dream I have with my grandmother my dad my dad's a pretty big wrestling fan and um, he's been trying to get me into wrestling all my life and I've kind of always been like no like I don't think you know I'd be really interested in that um but back in like 2020 um I saw him watching AEW and that's where I saw um Aubrey Edwards um refereeing a match and um I've always seen you know from him watching always male referees and I thought that was so cool like the fact that they had a woman out there you know officiating a match I thought that was so cool and it really inspired me to you know want to do that myself one day um I got into wrestling a little bit late 
actual wrestling. Really any of the moves were like my feet have to go over my head. Um, so I figured that the best way to kind of still get in the ring and be part of the action would be to become a referee. So I started referee training and I found that I have a huge passion for it. I, I love being in there. I love help, helping the wrestlers kind of tell their stories and being be involved in that way. Um, and I kind of tend to be a person that gravita gravitates towards like being a leader or being an authority figure. So that kind of plays into that referee role as well. So I was very lucky that I have um, some great schools down by me in, in Southern California. You mentioned how being a referee, you're helping the wrestlers tell a story. And that's actually where I want to dive into because, you know, I'm always in the mix of everything. You know, I have wrestling school, so we do the direct training. So a lot of stuff I feel people don't realize are you guys help tell the stories. Those falsies really are on the refs if it's going to be a good falsie or not. Uh, those pin combos, honey, the up down, I want to get your insight on that. And also... And we've been to them, like, and they're not responding. Oh my gosh. So, like, I want to hear about what's the most challenging in the sense, or if your least favorite or most favorite in the sense of the most uh, the most advanced things in refing, the falsies, the pin combos, and being able to relay messages and get them across well. I feel like for me, it's the, the time telling, like giving the time cues and communication is my my favorite part. My least favorite part is those pin combos and things like that. I had a match on and they, they did where they were going back and forth on their back, like over each other. They did it 11 times. 11 times I had to go side to side, counted. At the end of it, I was just like, okay, there's my wind. Got it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but that to me was like, my least favorite. And after I was done, I was like, wow, okay, I accomplished that. I was able to breathe through that. I didn't die. Okay, here we are. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Who's yeah, I, I think I'm the same. Like, I, uh, when I started, it was really hard to do time cues, but now I'm getting better and I'm talking with them to see when they'd prefer to have it. Because um, some people like it halfway, some people just want it a few minutes before the end of the match. Some people want it every three or so minutes. So time cues are definitely getting better and the communication is like getting really good with some wrestlers, especially ones that I've refereed a lot. Um, I've had that same pin combo where they go around in a circle and someone decided to do that in the first match of the night and I still had about four matches after that. So my arm was really hurting by the end of that. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the, the ping combos can always be fun, but it just depends on how they do it and how fast they do it too. Yeah. Right. What has helped me with the combos? And it's rough because there's so much room for error, but that's where that confidence has to come in, where you have to be ready, is knowing – reading their body and trying to tell what direction they're going to go in so I'm already there. Or at least I'm in a position where I can just slide through and do what I've got to do. Another thing that has started to help me a lot more with that is starting because, you know, I've gone to promotions where I, I, I 
don't know who I'm working with. This is my first time there. So watching the promos that are leading up to the show, watching the individual matches of the people. I granted, you know, it's not until we get there that we know who we're going to be working with, but just try to acclimate myself and get to know who's on on the show, what move set um, to to use. So then I'm like, okay, okay, this one moves around much faster. This one really picks up at the end. This one does, you know, so kind of um, learning the profile of the wrestlers that are going to be there so I can kind of get my body ready for the work that could be ahead. Okay, Julie. <laughs> oh, she said she's studying. All right, let's go. What about you guys? I think um, for me, the difficult, most difficult part so far has definitely been relaying messages to wrestlers, um, you know, it's wrestling, things happen sometimes where moves or different spots don't go, you know, exactly as planned. So as the ref, sometimes, you know, we have to, you know, let, a, a, you know, another wrestler know like, hey, um, they're going to do this instead of this, you know. Um, and sometimes things go so fast that it's kind of hard to get that message into the wrestler in time where you're trying to find like mm -hmm. the right place where you can just, you know, tell it to them really quickly. Um, and it's something that I'm definitely working on and, um, you know, getting better at. Yeah, I agree. I think the hardest part for me was uh, communicating in there. I always was like unsure of when I should be talking. I didn't want to distract the wrestlers or talk at a time when like they were trying to communicate with each other. Um, so that was one of the things that I really worked on pretty extensively um, in my training. Um, I still go to like my training dojo about three or four times a week. And I just like ref all of their classes from either the beginners class all the way up to the advanced class. And doing the beginners classes has actually helped me a lot because you know that those wrestlers are like beginners and they don't necessarily know what they're supposed to be doing in there or they get lost really easily. So um, being able to help them and kind of talk them through their spots has been really helpful to help develop that skill in myself. And then I've been able to apply it to some of the more advanced, you know, matches and kind of, uh, kind of hone that skill in a little bit more. That's a good point. Going so, into locker like, rooms, have you guys on my felt like you felt any like warm welcomes or do you think you felt any kind of like adversity because you were women in refereeing or what do you think? I think my journey was different because I was already a wrestler. So when I walked into most locker rooms as far as like Florida's concerned, I knew a lot of the girls already. I have worked a lot of these girls already. So it's just changing it. And to be honest with you, the wrestling referee community as a whole, I've never felt so welcomed in a community before in my life. And I, that's honestly where I felt like, okay, this is the right avenue for me because everybody was just so nice, so welcoming. People were like, we'll help you with feedback and this and that. But at first being the only female referee in a lot of locker rooms is hard because you have the guys all have like kind of bond with each other. And here I am like, hi guys, I'm, I switched my role. Now I'm part of you. So here we are. <laughs> so for me, that was the hardest part. One, the transition from wrestler to being a referee amongst the girls that I've been in the ring with and some of the guys, and then being a female a lot of the time. Yeah, I haven't found um, any issues with anyone that I've refereed or been in a locker room with. Um, where I tr where I referee in Newey and um, in Sydney, so I, I do PWA and Newcastle Pro Wrestling. Both of them are kind of similar locker rooms and we all have the same, we both have the same referees. So before I refed, we had Nick and John Anderson. 
Um, and they helped me so much with refereeing. They welcomed me. As soon as I said, like, I was doing this, they helped me so much. And everyone in PWA and Nui are just so nice in the back. Like, everyone was really, um, what's the word, supportive of me being a referee. And it helped me a lot to feel comfortable. Um, but I kind of knew everyone beforehand anyway, doing ring crew and stuff like that and training. Uh, so, yeah, haven't really had many issues with anyone, especially when it comes to me being a ref. Everyone's quite supportive. Nice. nice. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody have a crew? Yeah. Was everyone's story basically pretty welcoming? I wouldn't say it wasn't a lack of welcoming. I only had a couple of promotions where I went to the first time and it was like, okay, so what is she going to do? Like, can she rep? And I was like, you know, I'll prove it in the ring and mm -hmm. I'll do my best in the ring. And then afterwards, like it, that was the icebreaker. And then that warm welcoming, okay, she can work, she can ref, and now it's all good. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't take that as, as negative experiences because, you know, so you're walking into a foreign place. They don't know you. Maybe they didn't take, take a chance to see my work. Maybe only the booker really knows what I can do. And you walk in, you shake hands, you kind of feel that little apprehensiveness. And it's like, okay, you know, you continue to be friendly. And it's like, well, I'm going to work my best in the ring and show that, yes, I can. And so those were, have only been my experiences. But those were probably, like, maybe the first two years. Ever since then, it's been great. Nice. Crystal? Yeah, um, overall for me, it's been very, very supportive. Um, I go to, I train at T2T Wrestling Academy. It's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And um, a lot of the people from there, you know, when I first started, the two referees there are Nick Pierce and um, Katie Vela. They were, you know, always super supportive and wel welcoming from day one. Um, and they've helped me so much on my journey. So going to, you know, a couple local promotions that I ref for, um, you know, I get to get to know them, um, you know, by doing ring crew and everything. And um, they've been very welcoming to me. Um, and, you know, I always ask them for notes whenever I ref their matches, what can I do better if they, you know, see anything that maybe I need to work on. Um, and they've just been, you know, oh, it's overall been a very positive experience for me. Yeah, I um, overall it has been very positive. Um, I'm uh, again very lucky that a lot of the times in the locker rooms that I go into, I'm familiar with um, at least a few of the wrestlers. I've trained with them. Um, I also work for I train out of and work for a promotion called uh, Millennium, Millennium Pro Wrestling, and they do like weekly shows. They have a pretty mm -hmm. big um, like social media and like YouTube uh, presence. So a lot of the people in the area have at least seen clips of me uh, refing. So I feel like they there's a little bit of familiarity with me when I go into these locker rooms, even if I haven't worked with the wrestlers before, but I do definitely get kind of some of that hesitation from, from some people, if they aren't familiar with me, you know, like, Oh, I get the chick ref. Huh? Let's see how this goes type thing, you know, but usually once I get in the ring and um, I tend to be pretty kind of loud and vocal in there. So uh, oftentimes like the first time I start yelling, then the guys will kind of look at me and they're like, Oh, okay. All right. This will work. You know, so um, I usually will get a little bit of hesitation, but it tends to wear off very, very quickly after we work together. And then everybody's been very welcome, welcoming other than that. Yeah, that's like the question. So like, what does it take to be a great ref? Because oftentimes, you know, when, when people are, are pretending, they just think, okay, they just count, a ref counts one, two, three. And it's so much more than that. So like, you know, can you let the, the, the folks know, like, what does it take to be a really good ref? 
my perspective of refereeing is I really see it as a position of service. And I don't want to be known as the best. I want to have a reputation of excellence, that I'm there to serve that promotion, serve that match, serve those wrestlers to the best of my ability. Um, so I think that's probably part of it is um, knowing that you're there to facilitate and to encourage. Because just like Scarlett had mentioned, um, I, I go back to my school um, as well and to work out. And we have a promotion that's the, um, the wrestling lab called Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling. So a lot of the graduates will have their first matches there. And I love doing those matches because you, they're, they're like a deer in headlights and they don't know what they're doing, but you're there to encourage, hey, you got this, and don't forget to sell. You know, you don't want to talk too much to distract them, but you're there to encourage them to be like, okay, you trained up to this point. If you're having this match, that means that you've got it. So you're there to facilitate um, and, to, and to encourage. So I that's how I see my role in being a referee, that you're there uh, to to serve and to facilitate. I, I would say, like, to to be a good referee, communication is what I find is everything at the moment, um, especially with wrestlers, like, not just during the match, but before, like, during the show, making sure that everyone's comfortable with what they're doing and um, being able to go through things and, you know, making sure that I... I know where I'm going. I know what I'm meant to be doing and just communicating. Uh, it's just something that I really like to do before each match, just even before if I'm, if I'm going to be refereeing with someone that I train with over at the house of free fighting, like I, I, I go three to four times a week just to work out with, um, with Adam Hoffman. He has been helping me a lot. Um, I'll talk to them during the week and just be like, what are you thinking? What's the plan? Like things like that. Cause I find the earlier the preparation, the better, the smoother everything's going to go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, like with everything Hannah said, um, if communication is so important, like especially before the match, you know, just making sure that, um, you know, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And um, something I've definitely learned is, you know, talking to the wrestlers beforehand and, you know, making sure you go over everything with them. They feel a lot more comfortable with you because they know, hey, you know, that ref, you know, cares about their job. They want to make sure that, you know, they know exactly what's going on um, in the ring. Um, and it also helps us a lot you know, beforehand knowing what spots they're going to do um, and, you know, what the finisher is, of course. So communication, you know, in and before the, you know, actual match is super, super important. I'm going to go along the same lines with that communication. Um, the same way to Julie's point as well. I try to be like your biggest fan if I'm in there with you, and especially for the newer people, because sometimes they're not as confident. And if they're doing stuff well, as they're in a corner, I'm pushing them back or something. I'll find a spot and be like, you're doing great. Just keep going. Just breathe. Like in case you see that in somebody's face. Because I remember what it was like to be in that same position. I want to make sure that you're doing okay too. Or to even talk between the other two people and say, hey, they, want, they, they change this, do this. I'm a big communicator. So for me, I love the communication aspect of that. And like I said, being somebody's biggest cheerleader, like, hey, you're doing great. This way they feel good within the match. They're not second guessing anything either. What is it like traveling? 
traveling as a ref? Are you driving mostly? Are you flying? Are you trying to work close as possible? Are you willing to take the long, long trips? What do you, what, what's that? I think I'm quite lucky because um, I mainly do Nui and Sydney at the moment. So this weekend I'll only be having to drive two hours there, two hours back. But I would love to do places in like Melbourne and Queensland and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to Canberra next weekend just to support a few friends in a promotion called Slam. So maybe getting a future booking would be there, cool, uh, cool there as well. But yeah, at the moment it's just all driving. <laughs> it's it's good though. We get we get some good road trips in and get to just relax for a few hours. I'm always I'm always the driver though. <laughs> I feel like for me, I get a mixture of both, like whether it be the road trips, close to home, like even flying certain places. So it's been a different experience doing whether it's the road trips or actually flying than being closer to home. Closer to home is always familiar. You know those faces. You kind of know everybody's moveset because you've been around them for so long. But it's super cool when you get to travel other places and learn other people's styles. And other, learn other companies, how they do their time cues and things like that. So for me, I like to travel. I like to be in the car. I used to be so afraid of flying. Now I'm like, all right, I'm good. I can do this alone. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Scarlett, what about you? Do you work? Do you travel far? Are you try to stay close? Or? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to start traveling. I've started just a little bit. Um, I've gone up north a couple of times, like Northern California. So I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to branch out and it's very exciting. Um, most of the time I've been driving. I usually try to pair up with some wrestlers that are on the, the shows because as refs, sometimes it's hard to get them to pay for our travel. So I find if I can uh, do like road trips with some wrestlers, then usually they'll they'll get at least like a hotel room or they'll get, you know, kick down some money for gas. So that has been a way that I found to make it a little bit more cost effective for myself. Um, but I'm super excited to start traveling all over, hopefully, to start reffing. <laughs> For me, um, since I'm 17, my experience is a little different. Um, I right now, yeah, I'm currently just trying to focus on you know any promotions that are closest to me, anything local, um, and I'm just making it my goal to you know become very familiar with all of them um, and work for them. Um, but I am very excited to, you know, when I'm a little older, you know, get to travel, go to other promotions that are, you know, in different states. And I would love to, you know, one day ref in the West Coast. Nice. I've enjoyed the road trips as well. Um, I've been able to referee just about almost everywhere across Florida. Northern Florida, I haven't been able to get into a lot of promotions there. So I'm really looking forward to being introduced to them. I think the farthest I've driven so far is Tennessee and Alabama, but I have my first booking this month where I get to fly into. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Um, I got my I, my US citizenship last year and I got my passport in two weeks. So I'm ready to go. I'm boosted, vaccinated, whatever you guys need, a fourth booster, I don't care, third booster, whatever, <laughs> I'm ready to go. So I'm hopefully by this time next year, I can say I have my first um, international booking is what I'm hoping is what I'm rooting for. Yes. Nice. I'm sorry, Elaine just Elaine just went away came out with a backwards hat like what up? <laughs> I Josh was coming home from work. I was like yes. I was like can you, you know, know, like, like, something I was missing before I started this. I was working yeah. <laughs> and you came back like what up? 
Okay, that was so funny. Um, what's the craziest stories? <laughs> oh, no worries. What's the craziest stories? Like, I mean, I've, I've seen sometimes, you know, refs accidentally get hit um, or you have to dodge a hit. Like, it's it, it seems sometimes with some wrestlers it's kind of dangerous. Uh, so, what's, have, you, have you had any crazy stories um, refing a match? I haven't any I haven't had anything too crazy because of my injury I can't like take a lot but um yeah everything's kind of been straightforward I mean the I think the coolest match I've done is a cage match which I did last Friday um which was at our biggest show that we've had so far it was about 550 people which I don't know how I don't know how many people you guys get in America, but five fifty. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah, five fifty for us is uh quite big, and it was it was a crazy crazy match. Like we had the champ hit the challenger at the start, so I got to I had to yell at him a bit, and then um when the cage was going up, we had someone we had so usually the referee here would screw in the cage. Um, I got. Very lucky and didn't have to do that. So I was very thankful for that because I was not keen. Um, but the person who did jumped off the cage after finishing. So he he injured himself. But, like, that match had tables and chairs and all that stuff. So that was quite um, quite fun. And then we – oh, sorry. Music's going off somewhere. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, no, we had a new we had a new champion, so that was cool too. Yeah. My craziest story is I was a part of a tag team tournament here in Florida, and once I walked out, the booker changed who was going to be the champion. And the two starting teams were supposed to tell me who was going to go over, and they forgot to tell me. So here I am, and actually the first tag team that was eliminated was the ones that were originally going to win. So when I counted one, two, three, and he didn't pick up, I'm like, oh my God, I ruined this. Cause I'm still in my mind, I'm thinking it's the original tag team that I walked out knowing who was going to go over. So we went through the whole tournament. I got through the curtain. I'm like, these people are going to kill me. And they all were like, oh my God, you did a good job. And I'm, I'm still like, like a deer in headlights. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I went, I, I, I should have, you know, maybe slowed down the count or something. Like, and then they're like, no, 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 they didn't tell you. And I'm like, no. They're like, well, no, I, we changed everything last minute. And I just busted into tears because I was just ready to be, like, hung for the, this big mistake that I thought I made. And, you know, all, you know, everyone was supportive. Was, oh, no, Julie, it's okay. You know, you did good. You know, you, you, when you count, you got to shoot it. And you did. So, no, everything was fine. But it was just this heaviness that I had on me on the entire show that I'm like trying not to show it on my face thinking I ruined it. And it wasn't until I got in the back that I realized that I didn't. So that's probably the craziest story that I have. Stressful. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies, last question, last question. Now we've heard, obviously there's a whole lot more going into refereeing than counting one, two, three. You're taking the road trips. You guys are also working full-time jobs, going to school and taking these trips. What mm -hmm. advice would you have for anyone who would want to be um, in the wrestling business and pro wrestling? Train first. Before yeah. you step foot in the ring, train first. If that's the biggest tagline of the century for me, is train first. Study. 
talk to your vets, learn from them. There's always so many resources to learn. And my second one, know your history of professional wrestling. I'm a big advocate for knowing the history of not only just women's wrestling, but wrestling altogether so that you know who's who. There's nothing worse than walking into a locker room and somebody's talking about matches that happened years and years ago and you're like, who? So for me, it's training and, and, and studying and know and know this business so that it, you love it even more. That's true. I'm going to agree with that because I think if I'd never trained as a wrestler, I wouldn't have had the awareness in the ring. Um, the first training match I had, I my trainer said to me, if you keep referring like that, you'll be on the next show because I just had so much awareness and I knew where everyone was going and I was getting out of the way because I knew what moves they were doing. And I think that helped me a lot. So I definitely agree with training first if you can. Um, and also just you can watch probably I would say more recent stuff. You can watch like people like Aubrey, um, Jess in the E, people that – you can look up to because I've definitely watched their matches and being like, yeah, I, I, I want to try to do that and that. Um, Cause they're just really good refs. <laughs> There's yeah. one I want to shout out even since we're shouting out female referees and who to watch. And I'm a little biased. One of my favorites to watch recently because I've seen her because we did our tryouts together. My girl, Aja, sorry. I love her. I love how her evolution has and how much she's just grown as a referee. And I watch her now and I'm like, girl, I study you now. So like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> to add to that foundation of getting your training first, knowing your history and knowing who you're working with and their movesets so you can, you know, um, um, be the accent to the match, be getting your certification in CPR, first aid and AED. Again, mm. being what we're mm -hmm. there we're there to not only encourage but also to keep our wrestlers safe sometimes maybe a fan may get involved and you got to know what to do so a part of being um that that asset to the promotion that asset to the matches that asset to the wrestlers that are in the ring is to have that background so god forbid if you have to respond you have the knowledge base to respond yeah i really agree with the point of you know training first um i started um, training as a wrestler, you know, learning everything um, the same time that I was doing my ref training. But, you know, just from the six months that I've been doing it, I've already seen, you know, learning the moves and then actually, you know, watching someone do it in the ring helps so much more because, you know, now, you know, your brain is thinking, okay, you know, you know what they can do next. And now, you know, it just takes a step further into, you know, exactly what's going on and it makes you that much more aware. Um, and really finding, you know, people that um, you admire and enjoy roughing and watching them and studying what they do can um, help so much. I watch Aubrey Edwards all the time. Um, and I think she really inspires, um, you know, a lot of the ways that uh, I like to ref in the ring. Nice. I'm going to agree. So I just want to add on to the CPR thing. Like that's, a, that is a huge thing. We've, I've been lucky enough where I haven't had anything major in a match, but we have had a match about a year ago where someone got knocked out pretty quick um, due to a, he just got kicked in the face. 
but he was out clean. And if if ref uh, Ando hadn't jumped on as quick as he did, he would have got grabbed again and had to be used for a different move. But Ando was there. He was quick. He did not let anyone touch him. And like it definitely showed me that I need to follow in that sort of way because you never know what can happen, especially when someone gets knocked out as clean as he did. Because it was like it was out. He was massively scary. He was out. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. It was, it was very scary to watch. Like I was watching live stream that night, and me and a few friends were watching, and we were just like, "Is he out? Like, what's what's going on?" And there's not letting him touch him. What's what's happening? Um, and then we found out later. Yeah, he hit pretty much in the jaw here, and I just knocked him out. And um, yeah, ever since then, I was like, I need to know what I'm doing if that happens again and I always prepare and I always make sure that if I'm going into intense matches, especially like the cage match, I come mm-hmm. prepared because I was very worried that one move was going to go wrong way or someone was going to be bleeding or things like that where I just, if I go into matches, I'm just like, yeah, this, this, and this is what I need to do if this happens. So the CPR thing is definitely something that I believe. That's a huge factor. You guys are like little like medics, and you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to get famous. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, save a life. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a it's a big role, especially when you're going to be the first person there. Um, got to make sure you know what you're doing. Anyone else? With that being said, I think we got like a really good window of like the ref ref life. Um, are there actually last question? Are there because I know you guys said as far as being a great ref, you should go to refereeing uh, uh, wrestling school. Excuse me. Within the wrestling wrestling schools, are there ref classes, or is that something like okay, you let them know this is what I want to do, and they they, they train you um, separately? They, should, they usually train all together because you mm-hmm. have to do the matches. Yeah, yeah, so that's what it's been, for, at least for me. It's been, I go to a wrestling school and they have me ref all the practice matches and I get critiques uh, and feedback on what I'm doing. And even down to at the school that I train at, I get like the, with the headsets, they give me time cues minute by minute. So I'm getting that type of training in as well as, you know, positioning, timing, talking, all of that. So that's what it is, at least in my case. I train like everybody else, except for when they do matches, I ref instead of wrestling. When I yeah, train, I, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, you go, sorry. Julie. No, you go. <laughs> uh, so after my training, you know, Jay Lethal knew I wanted to be a referee. So I went through the entire training as a wrestler, and it wasn't until the tail end that I get just the ABCs of refereeing. But honestly, a lot of it was just having to watch matches. And thankfully, because of Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling being a part of Jay Lethal School, that was a nice transition to have a promotion that I can faithfully go to and work out my kinks and get make mistakes and, you know, improve on, on them until I got more comfortable that I felt I could take a, a booking afterwards. I have to admit that when I was refereeing, I felt like I was at a disadvantage because I wanted um, – 
I wanted to be like an apprentice. I wanted like an older or just more experienced referee to kind of take me under their wing and we kind of travel everywhere. And I didn't have that experience. And I really always thought that I was at a disadvantage. So I was like, you know what? If this is how I train is. Oh, she went out. And and stuff like that. Well, then this is how it's going to be. And actually, I I no longer regret how I I came through. I I really appreciate it. Now, granted, I have to admit that I did did have um, referees that I sent matches to and got feedback and everything. So from a distance, I had that support. Um, But I'm I'm grateful how, how it all came out. Nice. Yeah, so my, my training experience as a ref um, was me asking my trainer, hey, can I ref? And he said, yep, we'll do in training matches. And I did training matches and he was like, yeah, if we keep doing this, then, you know, you'll be on the next show. And I had Nick help me a lot, just giving me tips and stuff like that. Um, but I did a lot of what we call a house show. So we have house shows here and in Sydney. So doing those shows was able to help me a lot. Um, But we didn't have specific ref classes. I'm currently helping a new referee at the moment at my training school and he will just train as a wrestler for now. And then um, when we get to training matches, I'll do one match and he does the rest so that he gets that experience. And, yeah, I, I find just studying a little bit on everything, watching matches is the better way that I was able to learn. Yeah, yeah I feel me. very lucky. Um, it sounds like I, I've i actually done, like, referee-based courses. Uh, I started training to be a referee kind of right as COVID hit. Like, I started, like, the month before COVID kind of shut everything down. Um, so I was kind of doing like a wrestling course. Um, and I was going to do kind of the same things that the other ladies have described where you just go and you kind of learn the wrestling moves and all that. And you referee the practice matches or the drills when they have them. Um, but when COVID like shut our, our dojo down and our training places down, then one of the referees, um, that was going to help uh, instruct us, he kind of took a group of us that were interested in being referees and he did, um, weekly zoom classes where we would do tape study and, you know, he would kind of go over the, the mechanics of being a referee. Uh, before we ever got in the ring. And then whenever we could find ring time and find a place where we could, you know, rent it out for an hour or so, then he would get wrestlers together and and they would do, you know, matches or do spots and stuff. And we would just do basic referee training, which was so, so amazing. Um, And then once, you know, our dojo was able to open, then I was able to go back and and do the wrestling training and and, um, get more. Oh, she cut out. (laughs) He's got oh, the last no. question. That was, that was unfortunate time. Like, it's going great. I know. Yeah. It's interesting. Maybe that's a formula that other schools can copy after a while. It sounds really good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Crystal? Um, For me, since uh, day one of going into wrestling training, I told them, you know, hey, I want to you know, strictly be a referee. Um, and so, of course, they make me do, you know, everything the same as if you were training as a wrestler. But since, you know, I let them know that um, I wanted to be a referee, uh, the two other refs from my school pull me aside, you know, usually for like the last hour of class and will go through specific drills or tell me, you know, certain things that they think will be helpful, which I appreciate so much because, you know, I'm getting firsthand, you know, from people that have been in the business a while um, what they think is most important for someone that's green like me to know. 
Um, so it's been overall like really good to get that firsthand training from someone that's been doing it. Crazy. Well, kudos to you guys for sure. Um, before we get out of here, let's uh, just you can you can rep your school, you can rep your the promotion, and obviously your social media. You know, we definitely want everybody who's watching and who's gonna watch this to show you some love. Uh, so we'll just start right beside me, referee Julie. Thank you again for having us. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. My home promotion is Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling and Tampa Bay. Um, I was trained by Jay Lethal out of uh, the wrestling lab that is located in Petersburg, Florida. My social media handles is Ref Julie for um, Instagram, Julie the Ref on Twitter, and Referee Julie on Facebook. Thank you very much. Nice. Thank you. And Crystal? Yeah, thank you so much for having me as well um, on all social media, Ref Crystal. Um, shout out to TT Wrestling Academy in Brooklyn and IWW, my home promotion. Um, Logan Black, Willow Nightingale, um, and Big Game Leroy for training me. And right below you, Crystal, referee Hannah. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So all my social medias are just under referee Hannah. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, my home promotion is New Thousand Pro Wrestling. And I also do PWA, also known as Pro Wrestling Australia. And my training school is the House of Free Fighting with Adam Hoffman. Nice. So we'll just like skip over. <laughs> <laughs> and where okay. can he find you? Okay, so I um, wanted to say thank you guys again. I currently train at the Devon Dudley Academy here in Orlando. And if there was any promotion that gave me the confidence and the boost that I needed, it would be um, Mission Pro Wrestling out of Texas. And all my social media is for Instagram and Twitter is uh, Latina Ref Lane. There it is. Well, thank you guys so, so much. Oh. My co-host, I almost, I, I, I almost this time around, I, I almost forgot. This, you, you remind me, but yeah. I know, Ayla, right? Right. Ayla the Fox is my stuff on um, social media, but you know, my name is Ashley as I'm an actor. No, just joking. You'll see me on the big screen one day. No, joking. No, you don't. <laughs> And um, we have the WWA4 in Atlanta. It's a training facility for pro wrestling. We do do referee training, ring announcing, anything you need to do. Um, we're here in Atlanta, Georgia. WWA underscore four. And I have a weekly women's wrestling talk show called On the Scroll with Ayla that drops on Mondays at 3 o'clock. But this week I have forgot it was Monday until it was Wednesday. So my bad, y'all. 21 episodes strong, though. <laughs> And it's like we're just wrapping up. Uh, you could uh, just rep your promotion, uh, rep the school you went to, and then where everybody can find you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do apologize. I, I'm at work right now, so I'm trying very hard to make this work. Um, but Not a problem. Uh, Thank I, you for coming on. <laughs> I, uh, on social media, I'm just uh, Scarlett Donovan. Uh, I go to Santino Brothers uh, down in Southern California here, down in Los Angeles. And I also go to uh, Millennium Pro Wrestling Academy, um, also in Los Angeles. Uh, my wonderful coaches are Jeremy Marcus, uh, referee, and uh, wrestler uh, Ray Rosa. So I'm very grateful to those wonderful gentlemen and my wonderful schools for all of their help in my journey here. <laughs> 
There it is. And you can follow us on everything at uh, www.talkpod.com, all our websites. We are celebrating Women's History Month, so we have an article dropping every single day, so make sure you go and check that out. Go to our social media, www.talkpod, and you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining. Yes, thank you um, so much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank Take you. Care, ladies. Yeah. Bye. Thanks taking the time Thank to work, so all this other stuff, waking up early or staying up early. All that good stuff. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for sharing your story. And this is going to be the first of many. So keep doing what you're doing. We're going to be watching. And thank yes. you guys so much for watching. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here, ladies. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show